Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Thursdays at 8.40. Mm-hmm. Hello, Wendy lady. Hello, Darren. So, what How's are we... Going? Well, and yourself? Okay, okay. We've got another episode of uh, Consumer Issues and Warnings to chat about. All right, get straight into it. Right, so... Last week, you remember, we spoke about Edgar's doing an about turn on scrapping its six-month interest-free account plan mm. um, because <laughs> account holders were like, what? You can't do that to us. And then, so they just got over that. Um, they they it just did an about turn and said, okay, okay, you can keep your six-month interest-free plan. And then this week, another interest-related shock. The valued customers, the so-called valued customers, got another um, SMS saying, um, uh, what was it? Um, basically, um, trying to find it here. Dear mm. valued customer, due to a technical error, your September interest on your Edgar's account did not reflect on your September statement. This has been rectified and we will reflect it as a double billing mm. on your October statement. We apologize for any inconvenience cause. So I'm sure you agree, not the greatest timing there. Nope. Um, so I've got a whole lot of new emails from people about that, saying what on earth is going on? And understandably so. So there is quite a lot going on with Edgar's. Um, it's part of a huge shakeup. Mm. Um, first of all, RCS took over Edgar's accounts um, earlier this year. So they had to migrate Edgar's customers from the Edcon platform onto theirs in just 12 weeks and that's a process that normally takes at least 12 months mm. so 10 times longer according to RCS CEO Regan Adams so you can imagine there were some uh, glitches that happened um, and he said there was an issue with interest calculations on some accounts in the previous billing cycle uh, something to do with the 55 um interest-free days in correcting that in the system another error crept in murphy's law so no interest was charged last month on many accounts away where it should have been and then we need to fix that and they fixed it by charging it along with october interest um this month so the bigger picture is that of course edcon went to business rescue earlier this year mm. um We've got Hallard looking after the funeral policies, etc. that the account holders have. So that's a separate business. The Fashini Group, TFG, now owns Jet. Um, Edgar's, in the meanwhile, got a new owner, um, Retailability, which is based in Durban. Um, So there's a lot of bedding down that has to happen. Mm. I spoke to, after last week's show, I spoke to Norman Dresselman, who's the CEO of Retailability. And he said... um, essentially that um you know there's a lot to fix but and they've lost a lot of market share in the last 13 years ago from 17 percent market share in 2007 they now have six percent so that's quite a dramatic loss yeah but it's still a retail giant according to dresselman um he says uh, we have a long way to go to restore it to its former glory but it's a powerful Mm. brand and when we return to providing the right product at the right price for the broader market in south africa so Mm. your average consumer not the sort of elite that one sees obscure um brands at at really high prices he says when that happens i believe we will get many of our core customers back but so i asked so we're going to see that new retail mix in the stores before christmas he said unfortunately not it's only going to happen in the new year Mm. but 
their big plans for both um, Jet, now owned by TFG, and Ed, Edgar's, mm. owned by Retailability. But, you know, um, and they still, Edgar's has two million account holders. They had many, many more millions a while ago, but they have two million left. Um, and they're hoping to hold on to them. But in the meanwhile, I'm getting a whole lot of complaints from yeah. people about battling to close their accounts, battling to cancel their club uh, memberships and all the rest. So I have two email addresses, which I'm going to put on the blog. But essentially, I asked Regan Adams of RCS, give me email addresses for people that, that are battling to get hold of, you know, get what they want to happen on their account. So it's Edgar's complaints at rcsgroup.coza and jet complaints at rcsgroup.coza. We'll put those on the blog. But yeah, um, there are lots of questions that account holders have. Um, mm. But there is now a portal that's where hopefully you shall get some joy. Perfect. We'll share that on our website as well, ecr.co.za. And I think, um, you know, this this seems to be the minutiae. Most people are just waiting to see what comes out um, uh, at the end of the wash. But at least we're getting some information so far. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola, Thursdays at 8.40. Wendy Lady, let me just get your volume up here a little bit. Uh, tickets. Comet tickets. Yes. What do we know? What do well, we know? And when did we okay, know it? Okay, so <laughs> it's quite a complicated <laughs> answer. I'll try and keep it as simple as possible. So we all know that many people who bought tickets for local and international flights and had them cancelled because of the pandemic have had a massive struggle in many cases to get what they all really want as first prize, which is a refund. Mm. Some airlines, international ones, um, heroically, <laughs> given the circumstances, did refund in full. Others definitely refused, insisting that passengers must accept a voucher. And I do have some sympathy because they don't really want to, the airline to collapse altogether, right? Mm. So mm. complicating the, the matter here in South Africa is that two local airline companies on business rescue, SAA and Kame, the latter operating Kalula and British Airways domestic flights. So in Kame's case, refunds were not an option afforded to ticket holders who couldn't use their tickets. They were given three options. The first one is not really an option, and that's forfeit the value of the ticket completely. I mean, who would want to do that? So the two real options were keep the value of the cancelled flight booking for use on other bookings until the end of October next year. Yeah. Subject, of course, to availability and difference in rates, fares, and or taxes. So they're basically saying you're not going to get like for like. You'll probably have to pay in. But anyway, yeah. at least you don't lose the value. Yeah. And then the other one is to become a creditor such as the claim for the value of the unflown flight will be dealt with in terms of the business rescue plan if approved. Yeah. So a lot of it, what's actually happened is that um, many people who contacted the company as soon as they couldn't use their ticket during early lockdown uh, wanted refunds and they've somehow ended up on a very long list of commies creditors in the company's business rescue process. And that means they're destined to only get a few cents in the rand, right? Mm, like mm. two cents, three cents in the rand, not very much at all. Collectively, those people hold 2,250 tickets and get this, Darren, with a total value of around nine million rand. Mm. Okay, they're like 30 pages of names um, listed as creditors, um, 30, 30 pages of unflown ticket holders. Yeah. Um, so one of them, for example, was the most expensive number that I could find was um, a creditor to the tune of 203,000 rand shame, a Joburg-based safari owner 
who runs a company, the company with her husband. She had to refund all her European clients um, for their Clula flights. And now she's sitting with that 2003 credit. She told me she didn't ever choose to become a, a Comi creditor. She said, all I ever wanted was a refund. Um, I emailed them when the flights were cancelled. I said I wanted a refund. I would never have been as stupid as to choose to become a creditor, she said. And she didn't have any idea that she was actually on that list until I told her. Mm. The good news, and this is what I really want to share, because I'm sure there are many um, of those Comair so-called creditors who are among our listeners, is that you can get to change that option to keeping the value of the ticket until the end of October next year. In other words, you can book any time until the end of no- October next year. Mm-hmm. But you have to actually actively do it. You have to go, and this is another email address for the blog, you have to go onto um, creditorclaims at comair.co.za, creditorclaims at comair.co.za, and say, I don't want to be a creditor. Please switch my option Mm. to holding the value. I did ask how long people have this window of opportunity, and the comair spokesman I dealt with said, um, there's no cutoff date. He wasn't aware of a cutoff date um, right now. So act fast anyway. Interestingly, they're phrasing it to hold the value rather than issue a voucher because, of course, if you issue a voucher, the CPA says that it has to be valid for three years and they only want these to be valid um, until the end of October next year. So um, hence, and we'll give you a voucher for the value of your ticket. It's quite an interesting little uh, differentiation there. So that's really what I wanted to say is, Go and on, have a look yeah. um, at the list. It's easy to do. Just Google Comair Business Rescue, and then you find this page, and one of the options is Business Rescue Plan and Meetings. Click on that, and it's Anaksha B, and then, as I say, there's like 40 pages of names. All And the, credit, the passengers, the unflown ticket holders are at the bottom, all in alphabetical order, so it's easy to find if your name is there. I will put this information on the blog so that people okay. don't have to furiously scribble it down now. But important information. Um, yeah, and also the goalposts keep shifting. I remember when this first started, I was like, oh no, I won't be able to take my flight to the UK. And then, you know, what you end up with is I'm in a situation where next year I'll be flying to the UK, but I can't afford to fly three people now, so it'll only be two people, and the wedding is not even happening anymore anyway, so I'll just fly. Uh, oh, and I can't even go to Broadway. Okay, well, well, maybe, I don't know. We'll sit by the Thames and sip tea. Um, but yeah, the goalposts <laughs> well, keep the changing. the of COVID, I think. Yeah. Yes, and talking of, of goalposts, um, so the big question I keep being asked now is, well, when are they going to open um, Commie's um, office and let us actually book, yeah. rebook? Because Christmas yeah. is coming up, people travel. They would, you know, everyone's had a hard year. Must I now spend more money on a very expensive ticket on another local airline? Mm. Or can I use the value of... And I've, I've, try, I've been trying to find out. Um, Vitality, um, Discovery Vitality, which is essentially a, a travel agent yeah. for um, for Kalula, um, for people, you know, to spend those rewards or yeah. get discounts. Um, they've said, well, it should open by the end of October. But I spoke to Commerce spokesman this week and he said, we can't... Uh, take or change reservations at the moment because there are a number of suspensive conditions in the business rescue plan that still need to be met. Until this happens, the company cannot resume any commercial activity and if the suspensive conditions are not met, the company will be wound down. So that is a real possibility. Mm. Hopefully that won't happen. But 
for now, basically, you can't. Uh, I don't know. It's it's middle of October. Yeah. Do you hang on? Wait for the other airlines' prices to go up? I don't know. But it's an it's an awful position for many many people who um, were really wanting not to All have right. wasted that spend on a Kalula ticket. Well, what we do know for sure is that when Wendy knows, Wendy will let you know, and everything that she knows up until this point is up on our website, ecr.co.za. Search for Wendy Nola. You can contact Wendy on her Facebook. It's Wendy Nola Consumer. There's an email option there as well. Thank you, Wendy Lady. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Thursdays at 8.40. Wendy Lady.